Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest, David Kudla, who is founder and CEO and chief investment strategist over at Mainstay Capital Management. David, great as usual to have you on the program. So with the S&P 500 here at the halfway point between the January to June lows, it's a good time to reflect a little bit. In terms of the stagflation fears, we've had some recent improvement on on both sides of that made-up word, both growth and on the inflation side. But is it enough to counter a vigilant Fed? Well, we, we have seen an improvement, right? We, it was very good uh, data that we've, we've got relative to both CPI and PPI in the U.S., uh, and that obviously sparked a uh, rally in stocks. The uh, concern, though, as we look forward, uh, we know that the Fed has further to go. And, you know, we, we've never seen a period where the Fed hasn't had to increase the Fed funds rate above CPI uh, to bring inflation down to levels they want. Coming down from 8.5% to 6 or even 5 uh, could happen quicker, but that 5 down to their 2% target mm. will be long in coming. So there's a long slog ahead for the Fed on this and more volatility in the markets, even with this rally we've seen recently. Uh, David, I, the thing is, you know, we, we get that soft read in inflation, but, you know, we had interest rates going up in March. It takes time, a lot of time. It's probably not the, the, the work of the Fed that's brought it down. It's down to supply side issues, and, you know, such as oil. But it gives a sense of why they have to keep on pressing on now. And what would it take for them to realize what they've done has actually made a material difference? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Rashad. The reaction function for... Uh, the impact of a change in Fed policy is, you know, the, the experts tell us, some economists tell us somewhere between three months and 18 months. So even if we take the short end of that time horizon, we're just starting to see the effects of what uh, they started with in March. And it, it will be quite a while before we see the full effects of, of what they've been doing more recently, which are the higher Fed rate hikes. Again, the concern because they're front-loading so much that uh, they do more economic damage than we would like, and we end up with a recession in 2023, and we've got a different problem. Yeah. The scenario that you described a little while ago suggests perhaps it would be good for the banking sector. If you're talking about at the low end being around 2, 2% or so, and at the upper end around 5 or 6% uh, uh, for loan rates, um, that would set up good for the financial industry. Are you chasing in that area? Yeah, Brian, it, there's no doubt that when we look out further uh, and the two-year, you know, the uh, we look at net interest margin for uh, for loans, for the net interest margin for the banks and financial services, we should be in a good spot. So we think that, you know, the financials 
are probably okay here. We're you know, we're mostly, and we, we consider financials in that cyclical camp, and we've backed away from the cyclicals we held earlier this year. Uh, looking at markets, David, I mean, you know, what we're seeing at the moment is a bit of stasis, perhaps a little move to the upside. Is that, uh, is this a bear market rally, or is it the start of a new bull run, and how can you tell? Rashad, I think the jury's still out on that. I would have called it a, a and I think I continue to call it a bear market rally for now. Uh, certainly, uh, if we look at it, some of the technical factors uh, of the rally look very good. But if if we indeed saw the low on June 17th and we go higher from here, um, it would be uncharacteristic of, of many of the bear markets we've seen. I, I don't think we need to test the lows of June, but I think we could easily – I think that there's a lot of – I don't want to say euphoria, but uh, a lot of hope about a pivot by the Fed initially, and then more uh, good news with CPI. And it's created a a rally here, but uh, I think we've got volatility ahead, and I think some of the reality of uh, what the Fed has ahead of it will settle in, and we'll see some uh, uh, another dip or two in, in the markets here before year end. We've got a lot coming up. Uh, for one thing, the S&P 500 at the moment is 3% or so below the 200-day moving average. That's sort of the top moving average. You could possibly move up to that and then maybe pause for a while, get your thoughts on that. And then also you've got the Fed minutes coming up and then Jackson Hole, and then we've got to be ready for the September CPI. So maybe for a while, not too much, but then all of a sudden you've got a lot to trade on. Yeah, and and we've also have, uh, you know, we don't we're not talking as much, or there's not as much talk about quantitative tightening in September. The cap on for quantitative tightening, or uh, the amount that they'll let roll off the balance sheet, uh, rises to 95 billion. So we've got that coming in September as well. So there's uh, that's when QT becomes an even bigger component of what the Fed is doing, in addition to the rate hikes. Tell us what you're buying then and uh, if you own them or not, the stocks and the ETFs. So we're taking a barbell approach right now to the markets. We were uh, overweight cyclicals, the uh, what we call uh, uh, cyclical value earlier this year. Uh, commodities, energy did, did very well for us. We still like energy, but we're uh, more now into on one side of the barbell is our recession-resistant sectors, right, our defensives, healthcare, consumer staples, and utilities. On the other side of the barbell uh, are growth stocks, and that's quality growth. You know, we've seen some of the, uh, the, the companies that uh, aren't really what we consider quality growth. They have high debt, not as good a balance sheet that have rallied here just very, very recently. Uh, but those quality growth stocks that we want on one side, and our defense is on the other side. That's where we're focused right now. Let's talk a little bit about the Apple news. Um, it, it talks about sustaining iPhone sales this year. I'm trying to figure out if that's encouraging or, or if it's maybe a little disappointing uh, and whether or not it, it, it feeds into the story about overall demand or, or is this just a, a company-specific development? I think it's a company-specific development, but I think that uh, when we take that back to an investment thesis, uh, looking forward in in a time when the 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 economy could be slowing, do we want to look at uh, cyclical growth stories or secular growth stories? And Apple is specifically one of those companies that's a secular growth story. And coming out of this, just like we've seen here recently in these six weeks, 
those growth stocks, long-duration stocks, will do quite well. They did very well yesterday. Our defensives did well today uh, when, when the growth stocks didn't hold up as well. Uh, quickly here, David, uh, you are founder and sponsor of Engage, the biggest student stock pitch competition in conference. Tell us about it and tell us about any interesting things that, you've, that have come out of it very, uh, of late. Yeah, so the, the Engage Student Investment Conference, it's the largest uh, student stock pitch and uh, stock pitch competition and conference in the world. We have uh, students that come from all over the world, mostly North America. Uh, it is uh, it's experiential learning for the students that are involved, some real-world experience, and uh, uh, something that they like to talk about in their interviews, of course, and helps them as they pursue their careers. Good stuff, David. David uh, Kudlow there, founder and chief executive, as well as being chief investment strategist at Mainstay Capital Management. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.